2: This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The
3: very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian at six.
1: When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, You're not Don. It stands Uh, But it's Don. not. Now,
3: from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One wonder your show is number one. <laughs>
1: E-N-N, brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. Ray-Row. That's right. I'd like to start off by saying, if I can, good evening to Don.
4: We're infants.
1: I'd also like to say, if possible, good evening to Michael. What so is you're going saying, on with the children? I'd also like to say good evening to myself.
4: Took bratting practice. Now would you admit it? Bradding practice took we're Bradding you take, practice. <laughs> we could take the L. You it, me it's, on it,
1: I mean, it, it sounds—that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'll say it's—I'll say it's Bradding practice. I mean,
4: took I, Bradding I don't practice. Think it's egregious. No,
1: nothing is. No, well, I just it's got to be egregious. Like, listen, if Anthony were to go look at my drops, he—he he could find just absolutely egregious
4: mistakes. No. But no, this is look, not one of those. No, it's not egregious. But what it was is you fought me that it didn't happen, and it clearly did. How monumentous the moment would be! That's bad. That's a
1: problem. Making up words, you can't do that.
4: Why not? You think you between Kyde and Carey?
1: Now, th- now that you want to, you want to hear really problematic and worrisome? Kyde and Carey. That, that to me. I think it's underrated, Don. One of the craziest things I've ever said on I, the show.
4: I, I think it's. I, I think well, penalties a helmet is is just way out there. Like, well, worrisome. it's because p-
1: penalties a helmet. It the thing that makes that one special is how long it takes. Like I'm really getting it wrong for a
4: long time. Well, you said it twice, right? I think yes. You said it. Yeah. If throws.
1: everyone knows taking off your penalties a helmet, you know taking off your penalties a helmet.
4: <laughs> I hadn't heard it in a while. <laughs> I, that's a good, I, was, I was like really worried about you. Like, that's that's like you hear the horror stories about like quarterbacks who had concussions. It took them like three hours to get home because they forgot where they lived. <laughs> that's, you know, like. You really wanted to get in You would. You would feel very like you ran to get the heart exam after what happened. You talked about that last hour. Mm-hmm. Like that. If you had a CAT scan appointment the next day, I would not be surprised. Uh, now,
1: LeMayo, Lemayo, will lead off.
4: That's see, that's that's, that's see, nothing. That's, see, see, that's nothing. You don't worry to about Tristan.
1: that. That's more potatoes. That? Dom will respond to Tristan. Just some Doms. Nothing. Nothing too crazy there. Now, Andrew, you told me something interesting during the commercial break about fifteen minutes ago. Would
0: well, you forgot,
4: or you just want him to get credit and say
1: it? I just, I just thought it was interesting, and I'd like him to say it. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I was, um, I was thinking about when you asked um, if I was aware of the TVs at seats in airports that you have to put twenty five cents in, and I said that you and I were, I consider us kind of of the same generation. Our age gap is only five years. We're, we're kind of aligned with most things in pop culture and in life, but every once in a while, a thing will appear that shows that there really is a difference between those two ages because i went and looked up what you were talking about and i mean these photos were black and white there's people smoking cigarettes in the airport lounges like this is from another era that i am just not familiar with and i'm surprised that it that it reached you that you're that you're so aware of it
4: or was it just that he might have traveled when he was younger more than you
0: yeah, I, I guess that's possible. But I, I'm curious when this ended.
1: Let's see. It's a great question. I, I like. I just found one of them. That looks like it's from the 60s. I like that it says on the back of the TV. It says TV chair. So that's a, a it's a clever name from a branding standpoint. Mm. Uh, let's see. Most airports had a section of TV chairs that featured coin operated televisions. Which would provide 30 minutes of local programming for 25 cents. See, and then and then below it they have the slightly more modern ones I remember. And I, I mean, slightly more modern. It, what I'm it, trying to find out is when they went away, though.
4: Also, I think we can all agree, no matter how well off you are, that don't you feel like anything you have to pay for with change is practically free? Like you don't even think about it. Like if, if it's changing your pocket. Like there was a time where the majority of things you bought were less than a dollar. Like 75 cents I, I that's no, I'm not paying that.
1: I used to go get delicious chocolate nuts. But,
4: but like now, like anything I think I can get for less than a dollar to me is free of Jace. If I'm if I'm breaking into the change, I don't feel like I'm paying for it. Is that does that make me a bad guy? Is that because I'm too affluent? Or can everybody, no matter what you're making, say, you know what? If I can reach into the change in my cup holder, I feel like I'm getting it for free.
1: Um, at this point, I think that's fair. I don't know if it would have felt that way in, in, in 1975. Well, no, of course not. That's what I'm
4: saying. I think we've be, we've right. gone beyond change where, like, if if something's 50 cents and the thing next to it is 75, are you be like, oh, yeah, I'm not paying 75 cents. Are you nuts?
1: The other day, remember we talked about the movie Falling Down? Oh, sure. I went and, and watched uh, some of Falling Down. And okay, good for you. Remember you. the scene where he's in the deli and he's, like, losing his mind, screaming at the guy who works in the deli? Right. About the prices? Yeah. The pri- Let me tell you something. Michael Douglas should not go check out the prices now oh. if he was that upset about the prices then.
4: It's, there's not too many movies, but there's one in particular that I saw recently that will show you the price of gas. But sideways came out in oh four, so not that. Long. I mean, it's it's, it's you know, almost twenty years, but you know, eighteen I can't years ago.
1: Sideways almost twenty years. Okay. Right,
4: it's crazy. But yeah, but and and you like the like a buck seventy nine for gas. <laughs> like, well, my, like, it's not that long ago.
1: Now, um, I found, Andrew, I don't know if this interests you, I found two coin-operated mini TVs on eBay for just $350.
0: Oh, you know, you got to do it. Look, I'll get behind anything.
4: Just to have it. Come on, tell me that's not a conversation piece for, like, a a living room or a a man cave.
1: You know what's phenomenal about it? Don, the... the... Oh, wow. (laughs) It's got... It's got TV and ray by the way.
4: ray it,
1: It's a Panasonic, and you adjust the TV with the knob. Oh.
4: You know what? I'm yeah. going to look into this.
0: You've already got the jukebox, Peter. You could have a whole retro section it, in you your know, apartment. You
4: know what, Peter? Honestly. It's a,
1: great, it's a great point.
4: How great would that be? I,
1: used to, I, I have to tell you guys this. I'm sorry we're off the rails. It's July 20th. No, listen.
4: I don't care. I'm having fun.
1: I got to tell you guys, when I was little, nothing was more exciting to me than the idea of miniature televisions nothing nothing could make me more excited than getting like you know the little handymans remember those
4: i remember the watchman you thought like that oh.
1: oh yeah the watchman that's what i meant sorry the watchman yes
4: oh wow i remember i had one of those it's
1: you had a watchman yeah,
4: but it wasn't practical because, really, you weren't – you're only going to get, like, local television, and it was, like, a lot – it was I, – I found it to be very, very difficult to get reception on. Because cause the whole idea of having the watchman, it's like, you're out. Because, yeah, this is when I was, like – like, I didn't miss a MET pitch. So I always had my little transistor radio. I'd go to movies, and I'd have the little transistor radio and have the MET game in my ear. So – I saved up and got a Watchman. I'm thinking, this is great. I'll, I'll have the TV. You know, most of the Met games are on Channel 9. Boom. And I found getting reception was very difficult.
1: I, I've, I've, Listen, I eventually got not a Watchman, but my parents let me get a clock radio with a three and a half inch TV screen. Okay? Mm. And it was not easy getting channels. I agree with you 100%. Right. I don't know why. Well, I don't know what the difference was, but for some reason it was challenging.
4: Well, because you know what the thing is, is like, let's say, and again, we're really dating ourselves. No. We'd have to dial around to get radio stations. Right. Yeah. So, and you, maybe you got a little static, but it was still serviceable to be able to listen to a game or music or whatever, even though it might not be coming in a hundred percent, but TV not coming in at a hundred percent is unwatchable.
1: It's it's you right. and I've done it I've done it it's it's, it's so not great. It,
4: yeah you just get a headache it just it's especially on a small television but again there are people going like you you yo-yos are walking around with little tiny TVs in your hand
1: Andrew are you are you too young to even remember using a radio that wasn't digital
0: No 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 I remember that and I okay. remember the mini uh, what you call it, the Watchman
1: Yeah I remember, I remember a buddy two. of
0: mine in in middle school brought one in so we could watch March Madness Oh yeah that's yeah very big but
4: did you find it reception to horrible be
0: impossible to yeah. get clear reception yeah
1: and, and and not to mention trying to get true tv at that time <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh you weren't getting any cable on there that's for sure
1: all right uh we spoke to aaron boone earlier sure here's boone on being swept by the mets
3: does it bother mm-hmm. you that you got swept
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> You know, especially it was such a great atmosphere, such a fun environment, such fun games to be a part of. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that that sucks when you get beat. And uh, but, you you know, you also, you know, you also have the perspective on it and that it's it's part of this long grind and we're going through a little bit of a tough stretch. And you know, once it's passed, there's nothing we can do about it. We gotta, you know, we got We're starting an important homestand right now, and our focus is is on that and and the Royals. And and here we go.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure it's the same in Houston after losing three in a row to the A's or the Dodgers dropping two out of three to Washington. But I'm just I wonder if other teams panic the way panic strong but just like the level of concern I mean listen 5 and 5 and 10 in your last 15 is not good but over no. 162 games peter like michael said earlier the 2009 yankees had that happen to them the 2017 astros had that happen to them We just thought we talk all the time about the Braves being under 500 at this time last year. It's a long season. Did you really? Unless you really thought 120 was feasible, like were people were really buying into that that they were going to break the record for wins in a season?
3: I hope they lose because
4: because if you did, then I can understand your level of disappointment. But for me, it's going to happen. These are these are there's going to be moments, and you shouldn't feel good about it. No. But hey, hey, you know what? Not that this matters because I think Brian Cashman was going to try to improve the team anyway, but you know what, if some of these losses like up the urgency to get Ben Intending now as opposed to maybe on on like Tuesday just before the deadline or then then well, then good. Let's let's
1: hear from Max Scherzer. Um uh, this was an interesting conversation. This is his answer when asked about the decision to use the pitch com last night.
2: What went into your decision to use the pitch comp tonight? Um, it was uh, Nito really want me to try it. Um, here is what I'll say about pitch comp. It works. Yeah, does it help? Does it help? Yes. But I also uh, think it should be illegal. Uh, I don't think this should be in the game. Um, you know, it's, it, stealing signs is part of the game. Um, for me, I've always taken pride on having a complex system of signs and you know having that advantage over other other pitchers and so the fact that we're taking this out of the game and we're just putting in, you know, technology to, you know, now everybody, there's no, you can't have an advantage, you can't steal signs on second. Uh, the pitcher can't have an advantage uh, of having a complex system or it's part of baseball trying to crack somebody's signs. So, um, you know, does it have its desired to that, you know, it cleans up the game a little bit? Yes, but I also feel like it takes away part of the game. Will you continue using it, though, since it does exist? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to think about it. Um, I might, I might.
4: I love where his head's at, and I love the fact that somebody's playing ping pong while he was talking. I, I was about to say it sounds
1: like a I won't I don't, I don't want to say an intense ping pong game, but a solid back and forth, a rally there.
4: Yeah, there's some volleying going on. I I get what he's saying. It like that part of the game, the gamesmanship of trying to make sure your signs aren't stolen. So you got to come up with a better like, a, and that's what I always said with the Astros scandal is that as much as I think the Astros cheated and deserved to be punished, a lot of it's on the the teams that we're taking advantage of of not doing a better job of of disguising their signs and that's that goes back a long way i I'm not saying it's to the level of you know Eric Lindros being at fault for keeping his head down when he got hit by Scott Stevens but sometimes the victims have to do a, bit, a little bit of a better job and i I hear where he's coming from
1: let's stay with baseball talk, talk about another pitcher too, for a moment jeff passan on with spain and Fitz talking about the future for shohei otani
3: i wish i had a good answer to this question because there's so many different complicating factors involved here it's it's similar to soto and that it's not just a straight-up baseball trade but there are a lot of different elements that you have to consider especially ownership and Artie Moreno, the Angels' owner, has uh, always, with big deals, been the one to to pull the trigger on them. He's the one who signed Anthony Rendon. He's the one who gave Mike Trout $426.5 million. Um, He's the one who brought Josh Hamilton in. So uh, the idea that you're going to take the the guy who I I think is – pretty clearly the most talented baseball player in the world and maybe the most talented baseball player any of us have ever seen or will ever see and move him before he reaches free agency It seems like a, an absolutely foolish thing to do. The problem is uh, if you don't start winning, he's going to have no incentive to resign there after his 2023 season when he becomes a free agent.
4: just mm-hmm. feel bad for those fans?
1: It's like oh, I mean
4: you might lose Otani. You're hearing some horror stories about Trout's back.
1: And even when you have them, guess what? You're still not winning. Michael Wilbon on PTI. Should the Angels trade Otani? No. No, 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 no. No. I know they don't win anything. They don't get to the playoffs even. They seem like they're wasting the careers of drought. Yeah, that's right. And now drought yeah, and, and Otani. Yeah. But
3: I mean, that's right. So
1: in baseball, the way to get better is to first get rid of all the assets you have and the people that folks would actually pay real money to see. Let's get rid of them and go backward. So, so how does that work? This guy, it, it, look, there, there have been these loose comparisons to Babe Ruth. The comparison to Babe Ruth would be how stupid was it when the Boston Red Sox got rid of Ruth? That was pretty stupid. It was all-world, all-time, on the short list of American stupid decisions made. Don't get rid of Otani, no.
4: Well, because you got rid of Babe Ruth for money. That's why it was a stupid move. The idea is you give up Otani for a ton of prospects— for a player that might not re-sign with you because it's not working now, Peter. No. That's got two the of the best part. players in baseball and you're not winning. So the idea is not to do what the Red Sox did and sell Otani to the Yankees for a hundred thousand dollars and put a play on. That's what made that a bonehead move. But if they traded Babe Ruth to the to the Yankees and got like ten of the best prospects, maybe the Red Sox wouldn't have waited from 1918 to 2004 to win a World Series. It's an awful comparison. It's a ridiculous point, honestly. It's not working now. It's not working. And you might lose them in free agency. So why wouldn't you try to replenish and get a bunch of prospects and try again? Peter, it'd be one thing if it was working. It's not even close to working. It's not even like, like, when, when I, I said this about Ovechkin when he was with Washington, they haven't won. Do you need to part ways with Ovechkin? At least they were going to the playoffs every year. At least they were going to the second round. They were entertaining their fans with a winning product that maybe didn't win a championship but just couldn't find a way to get by the Penguins. This team's finishing under five hundred every year. When something's not working, Peter, this is what you're supposed to do. I'm, I'm, I, I, really, I'm, I, I, Bond's the best, but oof. <laughs> I
1: feel you. Listen, I understand. If he'd made the argument simply, I'm not in favor of giving up someone who's that desirable to watch, like keep him for your fan base. Okay, that's an argument I can I can see. But I can no. see how how it's money to keep Otani, but I hear what you're saying.
4: Totally but but, but honestly, I, I can't speak for Angel fans, and I don't know what their attendance is and all that, but I would think as much as fans enjoy being entertained, Peter, I think they want to see their team win. And if I'm an Angel fan and I can keep Otani, and I could be thrilled and proud that he's on my team and going to the all-star game and doing things we've never seen before and finish two games under 500 or get rid of him and compete for a world series. Goodbye. <laughs> As a fan, I I want to see my team win. They haven't won in 20 years, which is good, for, you know, for them compared to like, you know, the Mets haven't won for 36, but you know, come on. Two of the best players in baseball can't win, Peter. Well, we have
1: a lot more to get to outside of baseball, including a bunch of football news, some local. That's right, Jets and Giants, plus Ah? a Brittany Griner update. More ENN Next. ENN Tonight, by the way, Don, in case you're wondering, it's brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. It's back on Friday, August 5th. Watch MMA's League live from the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Buy tickets now at PFLMMA.com. More ENN Next on 9870 ESPN.
0: Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN.
1: Ah, sweet song from the Peter Rosenberg album, "Real Late." You may remember it.
4: I, Don, I, I- sent a. I sent a text to <laughs> because I heard this song. And I sent the text message to Ryan, and I really wish I sent it to you. And I was going to forward it to you, but the doctor called me into the office, so I couldn't um, couldn't do it. What's I up? think it's okay to read on the air, but do you know what song and what artist or hip-hop group sang this lyric? I think I'm okay to say this. Just <laughs>
1: All right, Anthony and Andrew are watching closely.
4: <laughs> sawed off shotgun hand on the pump 40 in my left hand puffing on a blunt <laughs> so oh,
1: I just, right. I why would you even t- question that
4: cypress hill <laughs> right. and why would you ever question i, I just, that? just you know i just i i mean and i it's such a great i had look, peter i don't think i heard that song in 20 years but uh i it, it, it came on when i was driving in the car and i i i sitting in the parking lot because i was not gonna leave the car while that was on and I'm like Hurley would appreciate those lyrics. I sent it to I know him, he did. and I'm like, oh, I should have sent it to Peter. He would have loved it. <laughs> that is such, oh, it's, 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 such a good Hill, song. Cypress Hill is
1: si- simultaneously incredibly successful and loved, and also deeply underrated. I was was that, that a say, blunt?
4: I'm not a hip hop guy, but you know, I know what I know. You know, what and I, know. I feel like they're underrated.
1: They're 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 very the first two albums, the albums Cypress Hill and Black Sunday are phenomenal if you have never if you've never enjoyed some boobange and listened to black
4: sunday let me tell you right now you're making a mistake because it's on um i have uh sirius xm so i would listen listening to the lithium which plays all the alternative 90s wow drugs must be great but tom morello has a show that he that's on every once in a while and his mom's on it who's like 97 it's and he just plays some of the best music and stuff you haven't heard in such a long time, and I was very appreciative to hear that song. It literally was two decades the last time I heard that song. Wow!
1: Yeah, I listen to. Some, I, I I I hear them
4: pretty frequently. I'm a pretty big fan. I I, I actually. So I got to uh, include you whenever like uh, like rogue rap hip hop lyrics. I got to get you on that. That's road. right. Thank that you. Please. A bad job out of me.
1: Um, let's talk football. <laughs> Saquon Barkley at Giants camp, reflecting on his career so far.
5: Yeah, the last two years, not going how I want it. You know, I kind of have, you know, been reflecting on that. You know, everything happens for a reason. The adversity, the injuries that We'll, we'll put in my way this last two years. God got a bigger plan, and it's all going to work out. So coming up with this year, year five, for me, I just want to, like I said in my first interview when I talked to you guys this this year, I just want to show the Giants that you know the guy that they drafted is still here. I can still go out there and make the plays and help my team be successful, and that's the only thing I'm focused about is take care of myself, take care of my body, take care of my mental, I mean, try and try to be the best teammate I can be.
1: Take care, y'all, chicken. Um... Saquon went on to say that he knows what he's capable of.
5: I know what I'm capable of doing. I know the talent that I have. And the way I kind of think of it is, you know, kind of the same mindset when I first came into the league, uh, when everyone asked me what my expectations is and what's this and that. And the way I kind of just look at life is if I take care of the little things and take care of it day by day, the rest is going to take care of itself and control what I can control. For the last couple of years, a lot of things have been out of my control, speaking uh, injuries, uh, just some freak accidents. But I know the, the work that I put in and how hard I train and, you know, how I challenge my body and challenge my mind. So I know what I'm capable of doing. And for me, I can't look too far into the future. I can't get caught up in, oh, you know, when I get back, this is what I'm going to do or this is what I'm going to do. I can't focus on that. I got to focus on getting back in there, getting my acupuncture done, getting to my meetings, getting watching film, going home, getting some good sleep, letting my body recover, and then worry about the next day. And if I could have that mindset and take care of that, the rest will take care of itself.
1: All right. I like, yeah. I like the tone from Saquon. Yeah. I'm all just hoping it works out for him.
4: I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to help uh, this offense out. And if he, just give me 17 games. I heard Carlin talk about this earlier today. He was filling in for Greeny. If he plays 17 games, he's a lock for 1,000 yards. Now, what is he going to do from the aerial attack? Can he, can he get to, like, 50-plus receptions? If he gives you 1,100 yards on the ground, another 6, 700 receiving, and I think that would be a dream. And, and I and think it's doable if he's healthy and, and plays all 17 games.
1: I, I agree. And honestly, at this point with Saquon, you, you'd feel good if he gave you 15 games. You know, just – just of, listen, running backs do get nicked up. But he – obviously, the pressure this year will be for him to avoid the, the big one, a real injury. He he just can't have it. His career can't
4: afford it. You know what has to happen? And it's not going to happen, but it has to happen. All right, let's okay. forget that he was the second overall pick. Okay, let's just forget all that. Just look at him for what he is. All right. It was it was a ridiculous pick. It was done by a general manager that, that's no longer here. So forget all that pressure, forget all that stigma. Don't judge him that way anymore. He's a fine he's a great person. He's a fine player when healthy, and just judge him based on what he can do this year. With, uh, with some offensive-minded coaches, a regime that's, that at least we hope knows what they're doing, all right? Second overall pick stuff, doesn't matter anymore. It's done. Over. Easier Let's said go to done, the
1: Jets side of things and hear from Robert Sala on how he would define team
2: success. It goes back to, I'm sorry to be cliche on you here, buddy, but I think obviously every team has goals. Everyone knows it. the Super Bowl is everything, right? Playoffs, winning football games, Super Bowls, we, we all get that. I think that's like, uh, that's obvious. If that's not part of your overall long-term goal, then you're then what are you here for? But you have to be disciplined enough to bring it back to what gets you to those moments. And what gets you to the moments is the, the everyday process. Staying focused on the things that you've got focused control over dominate your moments go to bed better than when you woke up and if you do that you'll trust the results that happen so really the things that we talk about in the from a success standpoint i'll leave it all for you guys to judge but for us it's about dominating the day getting better every day and finding ways to get better every day
4: it's boring but true yep
1: i, I don't mind the genericness from
4: bob now what barrio said kind of put a target, like, oh, it'll be a failure if we don't win all that. But it's fun to hear that, and it gets everybody riled up and analyzing. But the true answer is exactly what Salah said. It, it, it's going to be difficult for people to see. We all judge it on wins and losses, but I don't think that's realistic with this team, Peter. I mean, to put a value on it, oh, we got to win X amount of games. Well, I, I, I the other team has something to do with it. They have one of the toughest schedules in the NFL – Guys get hurt. You know? Okay, what's so, the
1: number what's the number of wins though, Don, you have to get to not consider it a failure?
4: Well like a minimum for me, they have to get to six. Have to.
1: But to your point, if they go seven and ten, but you love what you see from Wilson and you see improvement all over the field. Right. You live with seven and ten and take it, but yeah, you don't some, feel the same way at, at. If Wilson improves and they're four and thirteen, how are you feeling?
4: I don't see that's the thing. I don't see a world where he improves and 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 they win the same amount of games they won last year. Right. Like, so they got they have more talent than they did last year. You, be, I believe in the coach, both coaches Lafleur as well from an offensive standpoint, Wilson plays well or plays better, plays all 17 games, then everything around him was a failure. That can't be the case. I mean, it looks like the offensive line's going to be better. They got him some weapons. The defense seems to be better. So, But I don't know how Wilson's going to play. You hope he's going to be better. So that's why I put six. Now, some people might be disappointed with six. But when I say have to, meaning like if you if you – they've won six games combined the last two years. So if you go from 4 wins to 5 what did you do? Uh Kyler Murray
5: talked about people questioning his work ethic. To oh. think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um and not be a student of the game and not um not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful. And it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke, you know? Um, it's, to me, it's, um, I'm flattered. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size, I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league, um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league it's 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 too hard.
4: Well, why is that clause in there then? What is it? Four hours of independent study. is that now? If you tell me that's commonplace and it was just leaked out that it's in his contract, different story. But if he's only one of a few, I had heard something like that. That this was something that um, who was the quarterback with the Raiders back of the day? Uh, Jam- uh Russell. Hey. That's not good. So, you know, that's why it's being questioned, Peter, is do you have, are you putting in the work that they had to put that in your contract? Now, again, I don't know how commonplace it is, but that's why it's a story, Peter, because they had to put it in his contract that he's got to do his homework.
1: Yeah, and and, and by the way, this had already been rumored about him prior to the contract, so you understand it. Um, And by the way, he may still work really hard, so in his mind he's confused because right. he's like, of course I work hard. But to be a successful quarterback in the league, you need to do an obscene amount of off-field work.
4: There, Peter, he would not be the first athlete who thought that they were doing enough work and then looked back and go, whoa, I wasn't even close.
1: Well, not everyone's going to be. Russell Wilson, who I saw a quote from earlier today, who said, uh, what was his direct quote? He said, Mr. When, Unlimited. He said when people talk about, you know, like work and how much work you should put in, if they say you should do X amount, I take that and I triple it. I mean,
4: calm down, dangerous.
5: Take well, care of y'all. Chicken.
4: But that that said, he's right in the sense that, you know, I I bring up Mark Sanchez all the time, that he, he was doing the work, and then you found out that he thought he was doing the work, but then he realized there was even more work to be done. It's never enough. Now, what's the gold standard? Tom Brady, look at the work he puts in to stay where he is. So if the best of the best have to put in that much work, then then how much do the guys that are trying to get there have to put in?
1: One more football note. Um, the commanders, Antonio Gandy-Golden, 2020 draft pick and tight end, retired at 24 years old. Hmm. He told Ron Rivera before morning practice that he wanted to go back to school to get his degree. Rivera said he was a little surprised, but sensed that Gandy Golden had lost his passion for the game.
4: Yeah, that's somebody who doesn't want to play football. You could always go back and get your education. I mean, he, uh, went,
1: to Lip- he went to Liberty University.
4: Uh, and that's that was in your neck of the woods, wasn't it? What? Liberty?
1: No, isn't Liberty the... Uh, Religious school. The, it's the, the Jerry Farwell. The Farwell uh, vehicle.
4: I always had trouble with saying his last name for some reason. Farwell.
1: Yes, it's in, Lin- it's, it's in Lynchburg, Virginia. So yeah, it's near, a, near me, it so,
0: is.
4: Yeah so, yeah, so because um, when I, I I worked at a pharmacy back in the day going through high school and college, and one of the pharmacist's son went to Liberty, so I was kind of familiar with it. But if you're retiring at 24 because you want to get back to education, I, I think education is very important, Peter, but if you're in the NFL, go play. And then, if you want to get your degree, you can get your degree during the off season or or later on in your life. He doesn't want to play football, and if you don't want to play, you shouldn't have to play. So good for him. Um,
1: let's take another break, Don. You don't know? I got I got two more things I got to tell you when we come back. And your phone calls, one 800 3776 Peter and Don on The K Show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Thanks for listening to The Michael K Show Podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Don, the Rangers agreed to terms with Capo Caco.
4: Yes, two-year extension. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, it's good. I mean, I, I, I uh, there was, like, a lot of trade rumors or... You know that they're going to go in a different direction. Some believe. Well, they
1: sat might... him in Game Six, right?
4: Yeah. Um, and
1: that started some
4: speculation. But listen, he's got a future. He's one of the good young kids. That that doesn't mean that he can't maybe be moved in a deal, uh, because of. It. But I think they want to keep him. I mean, there's so many rumors about Patrick Kane coming over via trade, and and Larry Brooks seems to think that this might be the reason that does not happen. But I think he's a good player. I think he's got a future here. And he'll learn and get better, and I like you know LaFernier, Kako are a major part at least for now of their future.
1: Speaking of youngsters, Zion Williamson mm-hmm. has a nine-figure deal over the next six seasons. He's owed. Let's see. They're entering the final season of his rookie deal. Once it he concludes, he'll get 193 over five years. If he's able to make an All-NBA team, win MVP or be named Defensive Player of the Year next season, he can make as much as $231 million. In other words, a lot of big uh, incentives. Mm -hmm. But also, they have de-escalators should Williamson's conditioning issues continue. They will have weigh-ins periodically throughout the entirety of his deal. The sum of his weight... And body fat percentage must be below 295. If it's not, the amount of guaranteed money in Williamson's contract can be reduced. Now, Don, if at some point we were wondering what was going on with with Zion, that finally all, we've always we've we've known for a while. But wouldn't you agree that's the official confirmation?
4: Yes, absolutely. And I what, I, I, lo- I love what these teams are doing. Right, you're you're investing, and you want to know that what you're getting and if there's any question about weight or or how much work is being put in, well, here here, here we're giving you these we're giving these motivating factors of uh, uh, carrots to go after, but there should be also, as you said, the de-escalators that if you if you don't come through, well, then then we're going to take some away. I, I think that's only fair. Is it really asking that much if you're going to commit to somebody long-term that they they maintain the ability to stay on the court? And lose weight, and especially if you believe that weight is the reason why you keep getting hurt.
1: Last uh, story for our very extended ENN tonight: mm. Russia wants this prisoner swap with Brittany Griner to be negotiated, quote, without fanfare. The Kremlin warned warned that a possible prisoner swap with the U.S. needed to be negotiated quietly.
4: Well, hasn't that ship sailed? <laughs> No, seriously. I mean, it was no, talked oh, about last night on the news that you, they, these things happen all the time and you find out about them after it's over.
1: Right. In this case. So they, they've already they, spilled the beans. Right. They already did. And the Kremlin, uh, the Kremlin spokesperson, Dmitry Peskov, said normally the public learns about it when the agreements are already implemented. No agreements have been finalized and I refused to give any further details. So this this was always part of the the grinder dilemma was is it better to apply public pressure or keep it quiet now don let's end the show on a very funny note you didn't you you didn't hear about this earlier because you wasn't weren't here um i was on jonathan zaslow's show in miami earlier okay okay he's very close with boog shambi and he had an interview with the actor joe Montana, who's a huge cubs fan okay familiar with his work that's all i'm gonna say here's zaslow friend of boog shambi Asking Cubs fan Montaigne what he thinks about Shambi's work.
0: What do you think of the oh, new, uh, you know, last year new play-by-play man on television, John Book, Shambi? You a fan? Hey, you know, look, I'm, I,
3: I, 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 I figure let let's, let's let a little time go by. I'm old enough to, to, to see. Let's see who's going to endure and who's going to still be around. Gotcha. So I'm going to keep my, you know, I'm going to keep my alliances tight until until a little more time goes by. Gotcha. So I think it's all good.
1: Not a glowing review oh. from Monta- of our guy, Boog Shop. You know what this means. I'm out on Montaigne. I'm out.
4: I I, I kind of want to as well. But it wasn't awful. I mean, he just I guess he has his allegiances, as he said. No, the real
1: drop was the amount of
4: ums and uhs at the beginning. Well, he was very diplomatic about it, but it doesn't well, sound hey, like he's, he's this, a fan. Well, hey. But, you know, you grow up as a Cubs fan, and you're used to certain ways of announcing, and... You know, if you're a big Harry Carey fan, maybe you don't like anybody since him. And and I'm sorry, Harry Carey was a character. I don't know if he's a great play-by-play guy. Well, I don't like the
1: implication that Boog's just uh, in
4: and out. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You don't know that.
1: You don't know that at all.
4: No, I'm sure he's got a contract beyond this season.
1: Damn right he does. Hey, Don, um, tomorrow at 3 p.m., we're going to do the show again. I love it. Yankees back in action tonight against the Royals with their... Newest outfielder, Andrew Mm -hmm. Benintendi, will break that down. The Mets are back in action tomorrow night, so we'll get you ready for that. Plus more Jets and Giants. It'll all start tomorrow right here at 3 p.m. Donald, have a wonderful evening. I love everyone. I'll talk to you from Nashville tomorrow. Good night.